Honestly, fake. I was talking to a girl on my team the other day. Oh, wow, and I didn't I was, mean for this to lead to a crisis. But <laughs> I was talking to a girl on my team, and because uh, we right before a show, we were like circling up, and people were like going in and out. Right, right, right. And everyone like knew all the songs that were coming on, and I was like, "Girl, I have no idea," because I'm not a real hip hop. Like, I don't listen to hip hop outside of dance. And so she's like, what do you listen to? I'm like, literally musicals literally and country. anything else. Yeah, I'm like, alternative, pop, country, musicals. Yeah. Not hip-hop. That's wild. It is kind of weird, because I think a lot of the dancers all in they general... All listen to, yeah. Yeah. All they listen to is hip-hop, yeah. which they get inspiration from. And I'm just over here like... Hi, I'm here. Hi. <laughs> this is the newest musical I'm obsessed with. That's hilarious to me. Yeah, I feel like I'm a fake dancer. It's whatever. I tell my partner all the time that I was definitely born to have been part of the 90s club kid scene because mm-hmm. of just like, that is my comfort music. <laughs> like, when I need something, that's my comfort. We were When we were driving to Reno, we left really late. So by the time we were like doing the last like hour, two hour stretch to get to my parents' house, it was already like 7.38. It's been dark for the last two hours. And I was like roughing it. I was just like, I have no will to go on. And he was like, Boop. I was revived, I was alive, I was ready, and I was just going ham, dancing dangerously slightly while driving. <laughs> Welcome back to the Midnight Memo. My name is Claire. And I'm Kristen. And we're so happy to have you. Woo! Yes. Season three, baby! I know. We're now already recording our second episode of season two. Yes. And we're season diving. Two, oh, oh my god. I just said season three. Ma'am. She's Listen. canceled. Look, look, Isn't canceled one ear out the other. <laughs> Um, with no buffer in between. <laughs> yeah, it's just empty up here usually. Two brain cells fighting for third spot. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, if I stand really still, I can intercept the brain cell. That's <laughs> floating around here somewhere. <laughs> season three. I meant to say episode two. Um, season three. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Good. Good, good. Saved it. <laughs> no one even noticed. Um, no one noticed when I leave this all in. <laughs> No one noticed at all. Yeah, I guess today we're just kind of like diving into yep. the topic we want to talk about. Okay. Pretend it's the the floor wave thing oh that my, guys so, do. What was that, 2013, 14? It's still I'm old relevant. because I am still referencing things by years. That's terrifying. <laughs> it was like your junior, senior year. When, it was when Vine was in its prime. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Chinese New Year. Anyway, <laughs> smooth transition. Season three, still no good transitions. Um, so, <laughs> you know, we have no right to be this delusional. It is midnight. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, Chinese New Year. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Third time. Yes, like this season. Yeah. <clears throat> Boom, bam. So, if y'all didn't know, Chinese New Year is on January 22nd. Starts, right? Starts on January 22nd. Take two. Starts on January 22nd, and it's a 16-day long holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the first week is a public holiday, and then every the rest of the days are kind of like private, celebrating with your family um, and prepping for the new year. And this year is the year of the rabbit. Yeah. I don't know the element that's element with coordinated. Yeah. So T, tell me more. In 1997, when we were born, mm-hmm. we were the year of the ox, but it's the year of the fire ox. And so oh. I think this year might is be like... Is it always the same element with the zodiac sign? Or is it... Does it alternate? It cycles as well. Oh, okay. I don't know the logic behind it. I, there's definitely math that's done. Right. But... Interesting. Don't know. That's I think... sick. Fire ox? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Because I was thinking... I was like, oh, I thought they were 
element corresponds directly to the zodiac sign so i was like oh ox would probably be like earth of a like earthy yeah but if it's like that's sick fire yeah. ox fuck yeah yeah and i wish i knew more information about that but if you guys know anything about it please let us know Inform in like us, the comments educate us. yeah leave a link because, I mean, we didn't do any research as per usual. We did. I did. She did. I did not. I watched a five-minute YouTube video. <laughs> YouTube so sponsor now us. she is an expert. I'm an expert of Chinese New Year, which I am not Chinese. <laughs> In case there's any confusion of what Asian I am, it's not Chinese. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like that would, I don't know. I can see that quickly getting lost. You're like, how do you not know you're Chinese? I'm like, no, sir. Well, let me tell you, I'm Chinese and I don't know. So <laughs> come after me, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I think... This year might be the water rabbit. That's a cool one. I am like 20% sure. <laughs> Low confidence I on mean, that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm assuming it's of the four elements. So you have like a seven. Wait, we could do the math. We could really just like cycle if we know fire ox back in 97. Yeah, but there's two different cycles. It's a lot. Of, I don't know. I don't know what but comes like, after ox. But it doesn't matter what sign it is. It's like if it's every, if it's assuming that it's the four elements, Every four years, it's going to be fire oh, again. Oh, you made it so simple. <laughs> I was like, if we turn this one, I turn this one. But what's after the ox? And then we keep turning and yeah, that no, makes sense. No, okay, no. continue. You can do the math on the side. What, 25? So this is the 20, how many years has it been? 26 years? Since yeah. our year. Mm -hmm. So that means it's been however many full cycles plus two. But what so, comes after water? Well, exactly. Water? That's what I'm saying. It's like, we, it, we know it's not fire, basically, is what I'm saying. So if any of the other three. We got 33% chance <laughs> yeah, of being exactly. correct. Exactly. Okay. T. We're math miners. Math miners. Anyways. Oh um, so you have a third, you have a one in three chance. Yeah. We know it's not fire. Yeah. And you're going to go with water. I think so. Cool. I want to go earth. Okay. I have no right. <laughs> Actually, let's just look it up. We easily could. Yeah. We're let's... making this very difficult, but we it's how so, we do, you know? We did so much math to talk around. What the fuck is my phone? Oh, did someone lose their phone? Uh -huh. No. Because <laughs> guess who has her phone? Mm -mm, me. Oh my God. Wait, there's five elements. I There's lied. Five There's elements. five. You're fucked. <laughs> Wood, fire, earth, metal, water. Ugh. That was not intuitive. <gasps> I was so right. <laughs> okay. In the Chinese horoscope, 2023 is the year of the rabbit, or more specifically, the year of the water rabbit. The rabbit is believed to be the luckiest of the 12 animals born under and considered a gentle animal that thinks before acting. The year of the rabbit represents yes. peaceful and patient energy. No, it's not us. What's the fire ox? This is the personality and characteristics of the people who were born in 1997, supposedly mm -hmm. the fire ox. The Chinese zodiac sign ox is the second zodiac from, of the 12 signs okay. in the Chinese calendar. Each year, the animal has each year has an animal sign representing the characteristics and personality traits associated with the person born in these years. So the Chinese zodiac fire ox, oh, oh my God. Ew. Listen, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> the Chinese Zodiac Fire Ox are very dedicated and firm. They plan things well ahead. <laughs> Us planning the Feels research. Like a strong generalization. <laughs> yes, we totally planned this research. Can you see how before. fun this is? Thank you. Um, but if things deviate from the planned way, they don't have the patience to wait for anything and jump indirectly uh, to make them perfect. Yeah, that, that checks out. <laughs> They hold very strong views on how things should work out, and their opinion makes them stand differently. They're active leaders who are known for their leadership skills, which lead them to good wealth and power. Right on. Wealth and power. Yes. Love to hear it. There's a lot of... Oh my gosh. There's a lot, and I really don't want to read all of these, but... There's a lot. 
Oh my gosh, it even has like love and relationship compatibility. Oh this is God, like a whole- a um, That's a real horoscope. That's a full horoscope thing. Yeah. That's Imagine hilarious. just being like, listing off all the personality tests that you've taken and you're like, I'm a Firox and I'm a Enneagram type two. And I'm like- <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it is at this point. Yeah. They have career- Figuring out all your zodiacs and everything. Health and lifestyle. Like Pokemon styles. Yeah. Gotta catch them all. Yeah. Well, now you know that there are also elements associated with the years. So if you are the year of the rabbit, congratulations to you. This is your year. This is your year. Yes. Supposedly. Supposedly. Um, yeah. yeah. I guess like what I know about Chinese New Year, I only know a little bit. And here's the situation. It, <laughs> what happened was. See, what happened was I was adopted <laughs> to a white family. <laughs> So I don't know the intricacies of like the actual traditions that go on during Chinese New Year. Right. Because I was a little separated yeah. from that part of yeah. the culture. Um, every year I was part of a group called FCC, Families with Children from China growing up, where every once in a while they would put on different events for like Chinese New Year or the Kite Festival or things like that. Um, but because I was so young when it was happening, I didn't really like absorb the actual traditions i don't think mm -hmm. like i was like oh it's a celebration it's a party yeah i'm having a party yeah we're having good food but other than that i didn't really know the importance of each uh tradition each Monastery. action yeah what's the intention behind each action that yeah. you're doing um but i do remember we got to dress up in red as the lucky color mm -hmm. then we got the little red envelopes that you would put money yeah. in and i think they're usually used to give money to family members maybe i think so i think usually adults give it to kids and then sometimes yeah. you give it to each other yeah maybe. like other adult i think it's like more to the family at that point from mm -hmm. my understanding but i could also be very wrong yeah because i also did it when i was yeah, a kid and i'm also not chinese so it was <laughs> i was it was passively what people were telling me to do they're like yeah you just give the money and i'm like okay yeah <laughs> and i remember we would give them to the lion dancers yeah like you would I stick it in their mouth hated going to chinese lion dances because oh, really? they fucking terror the lions scared me oh i thought they were so, so pretty they were okay now i can appreciate and i think they are so pretty yeah but like as a kid fuck it. and then because my parents <laughs> which i think it's just like a general thing of like you want your kid things like that whatever you want your kids to go interact with it mm -hmm. so my parents would give me the money and be like just go be the lion dancer and i'm like fuck no i'm not even putting my hand my arm in a fucking lion dragon's mouth and they're like it's a fine it's a fun like yeah. ha, ha, ha. don't you want to give the lion money and i'm like fuck no i don't i want to keep the money for myself <laughs> yeah i'm like first of all why am i giving him money i want to have money yeah two i'm not letting him swallow also being like first of all like three foot two on a good day <laughs> little old me give, trying to give the lion money and then the, the dancers would like swallow your hand like your arm to, mm. like because they need to eat it and they need to be able to reach it to put it in their shirt yeah whatever they i don't really know whatever they are holding to collect all the money when they're dancing around right but I, little me does not know that. So I'm like, why are you going all the way up to my shoulder? Because I'm also so short. So even if they did a little bit, the whole, my whole arm was in there. And then yeah. I'm just like dangling my arm in the chair. <laughs> I'm trying to get my arm back. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just like, yeah. Crying. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend. I hated it. Yeah, I had a friend who hated it as well, but it was because of the drums. Oh, yeah. Because, it's scary yeah, when you're a kid. for those who don't know, during the lion dance, they have a lot of cymbals and drums uh, playing yeah. for the lions to dance to, yeah. and they're very loud. Like, um, and so it can be very intimidating yeah. when you're a little girl. Yeah. And my friend, yeah, sure. my friend would just hide under the tables the whole time. Dude, yeah, that was, I don't blame her. Mm -hmm. That would have been me. Yeah. Yeah, but I loved it. And I remember uh, when I was older, learning more about the lion dancers and like they do have 
uh, shirts and they will tuck them into the pants so that when they take the envelope, they just like tuck them into their shirt. Makes and sense. at the end, it's all there. Yeah. Um, but they change out people super often as well. Yeah. Cause you'll see the people who are like playing the drums or whatever have, have the pants. same pants yeah. as the lion dancers so they can switch out every mm -hmm. once in a while, which is great because if you're in the back of the lion, you're like hunched over the whole yeah. time. Mm -hmm. God. Yeah. I mean, back issues galore. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I remember when I first like realized that was happening as a older child like adolescent mm -hmm. i was like you're not smooth i see <laughs> i see you slide. i see that the, <laughs> the dragon has suddenly extended and now it shrank because they go under switch and then they come out yeah and I was like hmm suspicious <laughs> goes to interview them afterwards yeah hmm. how do you feel about lying to everyone <laughs> you poser <laughs> exactly so yeah and i went to a lot of festivals because they would also have it at um they would have like blessings for uh, as new restaurants opened up for my dad for his work and everything so they would have chinese lion dancers go and bless the store so they would dance throughout the entire uh, lobby area they would even sometimes go through the kitchen mm -hmm. and do a dance through there and like so the employees are feeding them and everything and it was yeah just a general blessing which i always just thought was so funny because i'm like we're not chinese like <laughs> yeah i don't know what the reasoning was to pick we're like the that. luckiest yeah i guess so i guess <laughs> I so i don't know yeah questions that you ask when you're an adult looking back you know but yeah i think it's pretty widely celebrated now even like across all the asian cultures which is yeah. kind of cool yeah um but do you want to do like a little rough summarization of the history of the holiday bro i don't know <laughs> tea moving on <laughs> <laughs> hello if you're hearing this that means we have found a break in our trains of thought i know kind of crazy like our podcast isn't chaotic or something like that <laughs> anyway this week we have a sponsor for this episode and our sponsor is newsly and you're probably wondering what is newsly well newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for ios and android it picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice for the first time the entire web becomes listenable all in one place so you can stop scrolling and start listening you can follow any topic as specific as you'd want, from sports to business or even the Kardashians. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Our podcast, The Midnight Memo, will be there too. So make sure to check them out, download, and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link we have down in our description. You can also use the promo code TMM for one month of free premium subscription. That is right. So make sure to go check us out on the Newsly app. And now back to the podcast. So a long time ago, there was a dragon that came to the Chinese villages. And in order to um, ward him off, he was afraid of the color red and then also afraid of loud noises. So that's why people started wearing red and putting like red banners and things on their houses and homes and shops so that the dragon wouldn't go and destroy them. Mm -hmm. And then they also started celebrating with firecrackers mm -hmm. um, because that's what created the loud noises. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the dragon only visited once a year and that's why it's like a yearly celebration. Mm -hmm. um, that makes sense. Yeah. But... But I think that's why now uh, the color red and firecrackers are still being used during the holiday, mm -hmm. which is super cool. And I think uh, the rest of the holiday is really family oriented and like coming together to bring good luck and good fortune for the new year that's about to come. Mm -hmm. So the funniest part to me is the amount of superstitions that go around it. Yeah. Like Chinese New Year too, but like I think also a lot of Asian or I think a lot of cultures in general but specifically for Asian cultures even mm -hmm. more so than I know mm -hmm. like we were just watching the video you don't sweep on New Year's because you could sweep out the good luck that would come in the new year mm -hmm. so okay sure um what was another so no washing your clothes no 
we were just watching the video. Um, something about was there a shoe thing? There know. was like no killing. Yeah, allowed. no killing. And I was like, I mean, I feel like that's a universal. Yeah, I feel like that should apply to the whole year. But okay, sure. Um, there was also no using bad or cursed words, which was would be like killing or um shit cut yeah like basically anything that could have a negative connotation like don't use the word die Mm -hmm. like which okay i guess because then whatever word you use you're insinuating that type basically you're like manifesting that energy to come Mm -hmm. into the new year right so yeah and then euphemisms at all times and stuff like that yeah and then the one i remember which i thought was funny is like don't use any scissors yeah i didn't get that i'm like what happens if you cannot open this package like you're screwed you gotta wait 24 hours basically and i was just laughing in my head about the fact that asians use scissors to cut all their noodles and stuff that's true and i'm like damn your noodles gonna be long no i don't get the noodle do you cut your noodles i don't i like the long noodles i don't know if it's different between maybe types of asians like i know for japanese you're definitely not supposed to you just slurp that motherfucker you take the whole thing because the noodle represents your lifeline yeah so if you bite or like separate the noodle, you're cutting your lifeline essentially. Yeah, I think Koreans they definitely use the mm-hmm. the what do you call it scissors. Yeah, I don't know about Chinese. I don't know anything about Chinese people. I am one. <laughs> I don't know me. Who is she? Listen, this this whole thing actually led to an identity crisis in like That's middle true. school. Yeah, where I was like, oh my god, am I even Asian? Am I even like connected to that? Should I be oh, part for of sure. that? Um, or would like they even accept me mm-hmm. because a lot of the experiences I've had with people I mean because when you look at someone you don't automatically think oh they're adopted you yeah. just say like oh they're a person and you see like oh they're probably a- like Asian they're probably like whatever mm-hmm. you make automatic assumptions right. and so there were a lot of times where people would just come up to me and start talking Chinese and I was like girly pop I don't know what you mean <laughs> I'm gonna need you to say that into Google Translate for me I just stare at them blankly I'm like yeah <laughs> um um and then there was a time where i think i actually said this on the podcast earlier um i had a friend that i danced with who was also chinese and like yes. her mom would try to like to talk to me in chinese when she knew that i couldn't yeah and it was more in like such mean girl behavior from a mom too. i know like, what? it wasn't like in a tone where she was trying to help me learn it was a, in a tone where it's like condescending yeah, and like, like mm, why aren't you learning together. chinese yeah. i'm like sorry i don't have anyone at home to practice with yeah my mom's white <laughs> hello hello <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, okay, this also leads me to, like, an identity crisis that I recently just had when I went home for the holidays. So I was talking to my dad, and I was talking about how I want to learn Japanese again. Mm -hmm. I'm Japanese, for context, in case that wasn't said before. (laughs) And so I was telling him how I'm doing good at my Duolingo for Spanish. Muy bueno. (laughs) And then I was telling him how I want to relearn Japanese again, because I took four years of it in high school, but that was way back in high school. And I grew up with it learning in, like, my elementary school had Hawaiian and Japanese integrated into the curriculum, so I learned how to read it, but... That's really cool. I think more schools should do that yeah. growing up. It was... I definitely... It was a lot of fun, but then, like, once you get through those... Like, you're a kid, you're not really taking it seriously, and then, like, come middle school and high school, it wasn't required anymore, so mm-hmm. it was really easy to just, like, fall off the bandwagon with it. Right. So that was sad. Then when... My grandma passed right before I went to high school, so I had, like, a huge identity crisis, and I was like, I have to take Japanese. Mm-hmm. My grandma's the one... Uh, She's pure Japanese, and she was a first-generation, born in Hawaii, Japanese, American, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. America yet. So I, like, had a whole identity crisis. I was like, I need to learn Japanese. Took it for all four years of high school, tried to do it in college, but then timing of classes didn't work out. So I was talking to my dad about that and how I was like, I want to start learning it again, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, why didn't you talk to your grandma in Japanese? And I was like, 
why, why? I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I don't know why. And he was like, you know your grandma was like, and it didn't even dawn on me because yeah. I just spoke to her in English all the time. Never even thought twice about it when she was around because I was an infant. Yeah. But duh, she's a first generation. You're like, now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, my great grandma was a picture bride from Japan. Yeah. So it's like, of course she knew nothing but Japanese. My yeah. grandma probably was the first person to start learning English, but she would have known Japanese because her mom only knew Japanese. Yeah. So I was like, the, all this makes sense. And no one put it together while she was around. And when I was a kid, when yeah. I was learning Japanese, we didn't think to talk about this. We didn't think to like, that could have been easily someone to practice with. But yeah. because my dad didn't really talk because he knew passively through his grandma. Yeah. He didn't know enough to teach me. So we never practiced and he didn't think to bring it up. Fair. Yeah. Sure. It makes sense. So why would I ask to bring it up? And he's like, you could have practiced with your grandma all the time. And I was like, well, that doesn't help me well, now. Well, that's news to me, <laughs> yeah, sir. Like, I'm sorry you didn't ask when I was eight. Like, oh, grandma, do you know Japanese? Like, yeah. I guess I could have easily if I was a very, like, inquisitive child. But I just Yeah, as a child, though, those, yeah, those questions don't come to your head, really. Exactly. So I was like, I, and then this just, like, I had a whole, I, like, the next week, I was just contemplating and I kept bending to my partner. Because I was like, how did I not put it together that my grandma would be fluent in Japanese? Absolutely, it makes sense that she was. Mm -hmm. And I complained so much after I after she passed and I was learning and I was like I wish I had someone to teach me when I was growing up maybe the person I was learning it for like oh my god it was just ugh, it's a whole thing it was a whole crisis I re-triggered my like teenage adolescent crisis all over again yeah I mean that's good that you want to relearn it though like yeah. I feel like I, I have no desire to relearn Chinese or even start yeah. to learn like I learned a little bit when I was in middle school high school okay because right. my mom was like well you are from China you should learn and I was like girly I don't want to, but fine. Um, such a good, such a good sport. Like, yeah, I mean, like I only had to do I think one hour every week, and so okay. like I had a tutor that would come over and help. So it wasn't that bad because I had a lot of friends who were actually in their own Asian families, right. but they had to go to Chinese school on the weekends, right? Yeah. Which are like full days of Chinese lessons, and yeah. so I was like, at least I don't have to do that. Yeah, and comparatively a lot less commitment yeah yeah a lot less commitment and again like i don't have anyone to practice with which i think is a huge factor in learning a language like, no 100 if you don't have anyone to practice with then it's no point because you don't get to use it mm -hmm. um but then as a child too i was a smart ass and i was lazy and didn't want to learn it right. so my mom would be like oh do you want to practice with me because she's a doll and i she's Wait, too good for me trying to learn too she wasn't trying to learn, but she was like, oh, like I would practice with you or you can like talk to me in Chinese and like try to practice. Okay. But I was a little brat and she was an angel and I, <laughs> and I would just throw together random Chinese words that meant absolutely nothing. And what did she do? She just sat there like, no, yeah, she would be like, okay, like good. Like, and I was like, <laughs> and like, but now I'm like, that served me unwell. Yeah. <laughs> like that was so not smart. Um, but it is a really hard language, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I didn't learn it, still not gonna learn it. Yeah, I know, I, <laughs> but, like I took four years of it, Japanese in throughout high school and I could have been better at practicing it. But like all I have to take away is I know two out of the three alphabets very well reading it. The third one could not tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and when people are like, you took it for four years though. And I'm like, yeah, did you miss the part where I said there's three alphabets? Yeah, <laughs> like, there's a lot going on, you guys. There's a lot going on. I don't know about you, but I think it, at least for me and maybe for other people who are like stuck in the middle of two cultures, yeah. like for, in my case, I'm a, I'm fully Chinese, I think. And I was adopted into a white family. So I was kind of like separated from my Chinese culture in that way. Yeah. And then for you, you're like a mix of a lot of different cultures. Yeah. I have and a lot so, of different identity crisis. Yeah. I guess so multiply like, my identity crisis. <laughs> you kind of like get to dip your toe in a little bit of everything, yeah. but not like, I don't know, like fully 
immerse yourself in one area, I For guess. Sure. Um, but there's like a when people. I'm afraid, like, if I go to say a Chinese store or a Chinese, even meeting a Chinese family,、yeah. that they're gonna like judge me for not being Asian enough, or、mm-hmm. like, like, oh, you don't speak Chinese? Oh, you don't know about this? Oh, you don't know a lot about Chinese New Year? Like,、yeah. why not? No, like, literally. And it's just, yeah, it's like scary because I'm like, I don't know, but it's just like I'm kind of stuck somewhere in between,、mm-hmm. and so I'm just like living in a gray area. Yeah, no, that's that's so true. I mean, I think it happens a lot for me. Like you said, because I'm such a mix,、mm-hmm. happens a little bit with everything. But I think the most, luckily, because I grew up in Hawaii, it's very common for you to be a little bit of everything,、mm-hmm. and for you to utilize other cultures. So like, even though I don't know, I'm not Chinese. I'm not, I don't know much about Chinese New Year. I would passively like observe it because、mm-hmm. people, other classmates or whoever would be celebrating it in my classes, and then it just becomes a thing for everyone, and we all start celebrating it. So even though I don't know, also like why I'm doing it, sure, like someone、right. else is leading it, and I'm able to participate in that. But I think the biggest time that I was faced like against that was when I got my Samoan scholarship before college,、mm-hmm. and then my mom,、um, she retroactively fixed her birth certificate to show that she actually is of Samoan descent because it wasn't on her birth certificate due to other family dramas and things like that. And that led to a whole reconnection of that side of our family,、mm-hmm. where I finally, after hearing about them, like got to meet that whole side of my family, suddenly、so、meet like my mom's ten siblings that she has, and all of. Them speak fluent Samoan, and even the kids, like they're infants, and they like, they will only speak Samoan. I don't、mm-hmm. fucking know Samoan. I、yeah. just got a scholarship on it, but I don't, I don't speak Samoan because my mom never learned, and there's no one to practice with either.、Mm-hmm. But they all speak it. They all have like our family crest,、uh, like our symbol, our tribe symbol,、mm-hmm. like tattooed somewhere on, the, like my older cousins and everything. Yeah, and they all have it. The women, the men will have like a full leg tat. The women will have like a little band on,、mm-hmm. and. I was like, oh my god, it's so pretty. And then my cousin, one of my、um, cousins, she was like, oh, why don't you get one? Like, we can go get it. Like, it, this is what it looks like. Yeah. Blah, blah. She starts explaining it to me. First of all, I'm 17. Second of all, <laughs> I I want to because it's like that's my family, that's my history. But、right. I also don't feel like I feel like a poser. Like I'm like、yeah. I'm. Like I'm faking it, like yeah. I'm like I am I Samoan enough to take this because I can't speak it. And like as a culture, they're so proud and they they're very proud people and they're so. Ingrained, like people who are someone are someone. They're、yeah. very ingrained into it,、mm-hmm. and I did not grow up with that. And all of my friends were usually Asian. Like I didn't grow up with a lot of someone friends, and、mm-hmm. the ones I did, they like kind of kept, like kept in their little clique of like they all hung out together. Right. I didn't really infiltrate. Like we would be passive acquaintances, but like not infiltrated, integrated into the team. Right. And so I. I had one friend who was like on the football team who was someone, and he would try to teach me swear words after he found out I was someone. I don't remember a couple, but that's the extent of all I know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's such an identity crisis, and they would always when I like meet them or like、um, go to family functions to like talk to them. They're so sweet, and they're just like, "Oh, you know Uncle Willie? Like he lives like in Washington with you." And I'm like, "Cool, bro. yeah, exactly." <laughs> I'm like, "No," and they're like, "Oh, don't you know?" When I went, they threw me. The first time I met them, they all threw me a graduation party after literally just meeting me two hours before that. Yeah, and we had this huge party, and they literally pulled out a binder that was easily two, maybe three inches,、mm-hmm. just slammed this binder down in front of me, and they were like, "That's your entire genealogy." Like,、yeah. fuck ancestry DNA. <laughs> like, sorry, no disrespect, but like, yeah, I still have my, your test, and I haven't done it. My、so. entire. They were just like, we know everything about our entire family, our、yeah. entire lineage. And they wanted to share it with me, and it was so cool. But the, I just felt like I was just like infiltrating someone's life. I just felt like I was faking it and going through the motions, and I was just like,、uh, yeah. And I want to be a part of it, but it's like, yeah. There's like a, a feeling of like shame or something yeah, that goes that along with it. Yeah, that you just don't、it. know already. Yeah, and you're like, should I know it? But then it's also like a fear of 
if I try to learn and if I I truly want to learn, will they accept me? Yeah. Because I'm still an outsider. Yeah. Like yeah. my mom, because I always talk about like wanting to travel to Asia. Like I want to go to Japan. Like I want to like see this. And she's like, well, if you do that, you have to go back to China. Yeah. Obviously. And I was like, mother. why. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Um, but at the same time, like I now, if I go there, will they like automatically approach me? Just you know, talking Chinese, would they be like weirded out that I don't speak Chinese? Will they look down on me because I'm freaking tan? Yeah. And you know, the beauty standards over there is like you need to be like very fair skinned, otherwise you come from like a lower uh, economic yeah. background and things like that. And so I'm like, I'm literally scared to go over there yeah. because I'm gonna be judged poorly. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if you guys are from that area and you're like no that's not how it is let me know but I'm like, <laughs> please reassure me <laughs> yeah like it's it's scary yeah. to try to later on in life embrace something that you didn't grow up with yeah yeah it's so scary like even now like my cousins I, they're so welcoming when i see them but like i'm so i'm so nervous because i'm like i don't want to show them the gaps of my not like you know yeah. they're integrated into it they know all that stuff like it's second nature it's their childhood and it's like i don't know that stuff i don't I don't know. You can talk. You could talk, be talking mad shit in front of my face right now, and I wouldn't know. Yeah, you know? I know they wouldn't, but like they could be, and I, yeah. I wouldn't know. Or like, just like the general practices, or like when I graduated, you're supposed to do. Um, I don't even know what it's called, but it's basically a money dance. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, "Oh, why didn't you do one when you graduated?" And I was like, "Cause I didn't." Yeah, I didn't know, know it was a thing. I didn't yeah. know about it. I didn't know like, and for them, it's like when you every graduation they graduation party they went to growing up. They would see some, you know, the graduate doing the money dance. So they know that's what's expected mm-hmm. by the time they go to a graduation party. I went to Filipino and Japanese <laughs> graduation parties. You ain't doing none of that shit yeah. there, you know? So it's, yeah, just like that expectation of like, you want to you want to jump in, but then you're afraid to show them that you don't know the, you don't know things. You don't want to be judged for your lack of knowledge mm-hmm. and you don't want to fuck up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to do something completely wrong yeah like stupid or like that could be possibly insulting Mm -hmm. just out of ignorance yeah and especially if it's like your family i'm like oh gosh (laughs) i could get in so much trouble you know yeah yeah it's so yeah there's a lot of worry stress inducing Mm -hmm. things that come with not fully understanding the culture that you come from yeah and feeling like you should yeah so yeah it's a really it's really weird and I think that was like definitely a theme for me growing up being like am i asian enough should i even be able to like identify as this when i'm completely white on the inside you know like caucasian my name is claire (laughs) my last name's norman like if you look up claire like if you close your eyes and you think claire norman it's probably like this face is a (laughs) middle-aged yeah like a middle-aged white accountant yeah you know somewhere in chicago like i don't know yeah um and like i feel like because of that, I've gotten a lot of more opportunities, not gonna lie. Um, and it's always funny. Yep. Yeah, it's always funny when people first meet me because they're like, Claire Norman. I'm like, hi. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're like, uh. um, okay. Like, yeah. Yep. But mm. yeah, same. But like, multiply it by like at least four. Yeah. <laughs> so Honestly. it's even more, like, I don't know, growing up in the multi, in the melting pot of cultures, it's helpful because it's like, you don't really have, like, it's, people just give and take and it's a lot more fluid that way but i feel like that also leads to an identity crisis because it's like okay where does my culture end and that one begin Mm -hmm. of like sometimes i would oh i was telling my partner of like just like things i would do great like little little like cultural practices or i don't know like little celebrations that you would do and then he's like oh what like where does that come from and i'd be like I don't know. Like, <laughs> Shit, fuck if I know. Yeah, I don't know. I, he's like, oh, is that Japanese? I'm like, could be. 
Could yeah. be Chinese, could be Korean, yeah, could be Filipino. Fuck, if I, I know. feel like it's Asian though. Yeah, I, it could be Hawaiian for all I know, and I'm not even that. So it's like just so many things. Like yeah. I don't know where the root is. It's just kind of like part of me in a sense, and like yeah. where I come from. So it's helpful, but it's it leads to another layer, <laughs> ogre, onion, layers, <laughs> just like a, <laughs> another layer of an identity crisis where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have an identity crisis, but for other my different cultures and where they are and where they blend and where they're not yeah have you ever been like discouraged like if you wanted to learn about something and i think because like for me some of the fear is because i have been discouraged a couple mm-hmm. times so it's like do i want to keep trying or is everyone going to kind of react in the same way but like have you ever been discouraged from trying to explore your like more of your asian cultures more of your filipino side more of like your samoan side like yeah uh yeah i have by certain people and i think it's it's really fucked up and it's kind of borderline racist like hawaii is low-key racist i'm sorry i hate to say it like it's very accepting but it's also very low-key racist so i have been shamed for almost not being a purist Mm. of like not being so like basically for being a mutt Mm -hmm. you know and like so people of one of those ethnicities that i am um they're very ingrained into it blah 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 blah. and so when i have wanted to learn they would kind of be like why don't you know that Mm -hmm. i'm like well because I grew up a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, like I'm, I'm involved in everything. And they're like, yeah, but that's just like known that our culture does this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I didn't know that our culture does that. And <laughs> yeah. they're like, no, 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 our culture. Okay. So I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I have in the sense, it's very rare, but I have, and I have had the variation of it being blatant in my face where it's like, you need, like, why don't you know that? Are you not a real whatever fell in the blank yeah <laughs> and i've also had it passively kind of like you were saying of that friend's mom who mm. just kind of just glazes over it and pretends like oh expects you to know everything and when you don't they're like well yeah like, so. oh your mom didn't make you learn that yes my white mom didn't teach I'm me like, chinese <laughs> literally uh, it's yeah so annoying yeah but i think it's just one of those things that you're gonna get and it that people are gonna shame you for it sometimes mm-hmm. and it's exactly those people that indirectly or very directly cause the anxiety and the stress of like why it's hard for us to explore our own cultures when it shouldn't be it's like it's yeah that is technically a facet of your identity yeah it's a weird like gatekeeping type yeah. thing like if i want to take pride in from where i'm from and i i think i had to learn that i am deserving like to learn about my yeah. own culture yeah. because i know yeah like there are a lot of people who are like not really willing to share the information yeah. or like not wanting you to learn more about where you're from which is kind of weird i don't understand that i feel like it's like powers and numbers types of situation where it's like why are you trying to like not yeah. like i want to have pride in this culture wouldn't you want more people to have pride in your culture mm-hmm. you know yeah if we're all about representation why are you going to keep someone from exactly being able to showcase a cool person being able to showcase that but i think it's because of the fear of yeah. like you don't want someone to take your culture or whatever and misuse it abuse it and shape it into something else so i get I that guess. but like yeah i feel like it's so much gatekeeping for like what it yeah like i'm i'm a 12 year old girl at this point and i'm gonna like you really think i'm gonna abuse yeah. it i don't know yeah it's very weird mm-hmm. i don't know and i think that's also why i'm like afraid to like be too loud like it's those people exactly that i'm afraid to be loud and proud about mm-hmm. certain things like I'm someone and I love that I think it's so cool but because of my lack of knowledge I don't 
Like when I list my ethnicities, I list that last mm -hmm. and it sucks. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that's my smallest percentage, but still it's like, it's still a significant, or it's one of my smallest besides like the mis miscellaneous whites. Like, <laughs> All the like, whites. Yeah. And then. Yeah. So I'm like, I will always list that last because it's like kind of just to slide it in there. And I don't want to, like that's so fucked up that I feel like I have to like slide in my ethnicity in there. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't need to because it's just, I am someone, but mm -hmm. I feel like also is different enough that people will have a lot of questions and if they know enough about someone culture they're gonna be like why don't you know that every person i know who someone knows them whatever yeah and i don't i don't want to get shown up about it you know mm. which is a shitty feeling yeah yeah i like when i went to all these different events growing up um say the chinese new year celebrations with my um basically it was like a group of people who had adopted their children from china and like we would want to wear the traditional outfits yeah. you know and i would always feel like uh, like awkward wearing it yeah. because i'm like first of all i don't even know what it's called second of all like am i just like i don't know it feels like you're just trying to put you're dressing up, a, up someone's culture yeah. even though it's your culture yeah yeah but i don't know i think hopefully because we've done a lot of I mean, from my point of view as a society and like the millennials, Gen Zs, like we're making a more welcoming community. Um, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. That's the goal. Yeah. So I think it's uh, giving us opportunity to learn more about our own cultures and other people's cultures. Like yeah. I, um, I feel like your job probably has the same thing as mine, but we have like our Pan-Asian uh, employee resource groups. Yeah. So we have... Uh... They're called ERGs. I don't remember what the acronym's for, but it's basically- Employee Resource Group. Is that really what it's called? ERGs. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but we have ERGs that are like for different cultures and even like identities. Like we have a lot of, there's like a queer group that I don't remember what they're called, but and there's multiple different like sub variations of it. Right. We have like, yeah, our, we have like the Asian group, we have black, we have, mm -hmm. we have even like, uh, like Indian or subcultures within that and mm -hmm. we have a lot of different resources like that too yeah and ours are all like very inclusive like people who are not of Asian descent can be part of it yeah you know and vice versa um we have like a veterans network where we could just same. like learn about yeah um their experiences same with um uh we call Ben the black employee network oh, okay um things like that and it's what's been like really nice is that they've been very open with everything and like know that if you have a question about like oh why do you do this or why is this part of the tradition mm -hmm. like where does it come from mm -hmm. um that they're they know you're not coming from a malicious place yeah. or like trying to stir the pot or anything you're yeah. just genuinely curious yeah. and i think in that case like knowledge is power yeah. like knowing when the where the boundaries are from like yeah. learning to like abusing or disrespecting the culture yeah. and stuff like that you can help other people learn as well so i think it's been like a really cool opportunity mm -hmm. um to do that and so hoping like this year i can learn a lot more yeah. trying to gain the confidence yeah. to learn more but and i think yeah. it's like that for like the way that's set up that forum makes it so much more it's still intimidating but it's more welcoming because it's that's the pretext of like we're this is set up for people to ask ignorant questions like it's mm -hmm. just you don't know and it doesn't come at you maliciously whereas like if you were to ask those same questions somewhere on the web yeah <laughs> on the web could lead to a lot of weird things but yeah. like maybe to someone out out in the wild whatever yeah. it can easily be misconstrued and they can it depends how the other person receives it right yeah. like if they receive it as like you're being malicious and you're trying to i don't know tease them for whatever the question is like 
then they can take that very terribly and then that can lead to a terrible interaction whereas like having that forum is like no i just want to know i'm just curious i've i've wondered about this i don't understand it and i want to know more about it Mm -hmm. and that's really really cool yeah and i think just overall like because we are asian i'm chinese you're japanese Samoan, etc a lot of of different things (laughs) like we I mean, I don't want, I don't know how to phrase this. Like, we should have the right to be able to As learn. much your own culture. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, when it comes to asking yourself, like, oh, am I Asian enough? We, like, I subconsciously, I know, yes, you yeah. are. Yep. But it's just, like, overcoming those hurdles of, mm-hmm. like, okay, but, like, will someone judge me for it? Will they be willing to teach me about it without being condescending? Because yeah. it's will... not like some other things where it's, like, okay, if you want to learn something, you can do it yourself. Yeah. Like, it's a culture like you can you can do your own research but like because it's a culture it's a social con- like construct and identity you need other people to be there to teach you to help you keep practices to like mm-hmm. it's it's dynamic it's relationship and you can't just do that on your own whereas it's like okay if you l- want to learn how to skateboard you can youtube tutorial and like figure it out yourself mm-hmm. you know like you can't learn a culture by yourself yeah and that's what's i think that's what's hard is like you are fully not fully but very dependent on other people who have the knowledge and sharing it with you and accepting you yeah which is terrifying the latter yeah so i mean let us know in the comments if you relate to any of this <laughs> um honestly i hope that a lot of you don't because that would be sad yeah. but i think there are a lot of situations that and different people who feel this way so yeah. um it's still a common enough occurrence that i think it's relevant unfortunately mm-hmm. so yeah yeah but do you have anything else to add Oh, if you guys have questions, you can ask us. But I have no guarantee yeah. that I have answers. But, like, maybe we can learn together. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. Leave some questions. Again, you can, like, reach out to us um, through our emails. That's themidnightmemo at gmail.com. Or you could leave comments in the YouTube or the YouTubes. Um, the YouTubes uh, on our other social medias. That Instagram. Will be, yeah. Yeah. Instagram, email, TikTok. Mm-hmm. TikTok messages. Yeah. You know, in the comments. Anything, really. Um all the various social medias will be listed somewhere on the screen if you're watching us on youtube otherwise they'll be in the podcast description down below if you want to leave us a re- review <laughs> it'll a re- 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 review what what happens if they want to leave us a review claire <laughs> it would super help us out <laughs> bring it back <laughs> um you can leave a review on apple podcast or spotify um or if you just like want to leave us some comments <laughs> like compliments that would be great too uh yes but to leave it on a high note um if you celebrate Chinese New Year, Yay. happy Chinese New Year. It's on the 22nd. By the time this video or uh, podcast is up, it will have already passed, but we'll be in the first week mm-hmm. of the celebration. If you want to learn more about it, definitely we can leave some links below that might have a little bit of information. If you have information that you want to share with us, again, leave it in the comments. <laughs> um, yeah. Happy Year of the Rabbit. Yeah. And if you know anyone who's having a kid or if you're having a kid, you can tell them this fun fact that they're going to be born in the Year of the Rabbit. The water rabbit. Water rabbit. They can swim, y'all. And if you're born in 97, shout out to our fire oxes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, leave in the comments below like what, what your sign you? and element is. I just like want to see. Yeah. What's the distribution? I yeah. want to know. <laughs> All right. Okay. Alrighty. We will see you next Tuesday. And then you will you'll see us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.